Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Circle of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, John Kovach Jr., also founder of Champion Circle Networking Association. Uh, here today to have an awesome interview with somebody who I've just recently met and through the connections of Podmatch and so many other amazing resources and tools, I get the opportunity to interview an individual who you're going to love. Um, a few announcements just to give before we dive into this podcast episode is, again, we have the 13 Steps to Riches book series based on the Napoleon Hills Think and Grow Rich from 1937. Every volume that comes out highlights one of the steps to riches, and currently we have book six on organized planning releasing next week. Um, really excited to go to amazon.com or go find a Barnes and Noble near you and you can pick up a copy of that. 13 volumes coming out in this series. We're on volume number six, pumping them out every single other month. <laughs> and uh, also a new book release that we just had is The Principles of David and Goliath, an entrepreneurial backed book, many authors contributing to allow uh, you to learn different ways to see yourself overcoming the greatest Goliath's challenges and hop obstacles in way. Uh, that book is also released on Amazon and as well, you'll find it on uh, barnesandnoble.com and other retail stores near you. Uh, with that being said, we ask that you go and take a look at those books, go find them, go buy them, go check them out. You can always hang out with us over at the13stepstoriches.com or theprinciplesofdavidandgoliath.com. With that being said, I am really excited to introduce to you guys our guest on the podcast today. This is Emmy Wu. And led by intuition and driven by data, Emmy is a storyteller and a strategist who helps coaches, creatives, and leaders to grow their audience and sell more of their programs using the power of video storytelling. I can't wait to dive into this. With two decades of experience in the film industry, she's helped clients like Subaru, MGM, and Paramount Pictures bring their vision to life on the grow your and on on the Grow Your Impact, build their legacy, and make the world a better place. This is the stuff that she gets to do with the talents and awesomeness that she has, and I'm really excited to talk to her. Emmy, thank you so much for joining me on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. I am a tiny little ant compared to MGM and Paramount, but this is really exciting for me to be able to share your knowledge with my audience. How are you doing today, and thank you for joining us. I am so good and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to dive in. You and I in the green room were just talking about how much just some cool stuff we can talk about when it comes to video and the process of video. Um, I know that the world, I, I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's, there's the world has changed and the, the way we consume content and the way we consume period is forever more different. And I can't wait to get into that. But before we do that, would you be willing to tell us a little bit about who you are and your background? Tell us your story in like five minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So where to begin? I feel like since I was little, I've always been just infatuated with the ability to tell stories with the moving picture. Um, I've always been really fascinated with different cultures and society and just like what makes people tick. Um, so, you know, I used to pour over my dad's National Geographics and fantasize about making documentaries of tribes in the Amazon basin and that sort of thing. Um, and so I pursued that passion all throughout uh, university. And when I graduated, I just basically sent my resume to every single producer on the BC Film Commission list. And um, 
it wound up on the desk of a producer who needed an errand run that day. And so I volunteered for him at that time. And then he brought me on to a, a full feature length movie that he was working on. And then it just kind of grew from there. Um, and, you know, like you said, I had the opportunity and privilege of working with companies like MGM, Paramount, Disney, um, even coordinated a few seasons of Real Housewives of Vancouver, which could be a whole episode all on its own. <laughs> and then um, eventually I, I met a boy, as many stories, you know, pivot when we <laughs> meet somebody special. And um, he's he's an American. I was Canadian. So. I was like, well, if I am going to move to the States, I could try and get a media job. I'm, you know, that's kind of okay, I guess. Or I could try my hand at just teaching what I know from these years of, you know, two decades of working the film industry around production, which is actually very related to how we launch in online marketing, um, as well as storytelling and bringing those big picture Hollywood fundamentals to small business. And so in 2015, I started my own business and I haven't looked back since. Wow. And that, that, that's, that's so cool. I, I love hearing people's stories about chasing their passions and then they find themselves in their passion. That, that is great. Um, I, I know that a lot of my listeners, um, predominantly entrepreneurs, small business owners, people who've been in business for three to five years, um, they're getting to that point where they say, wow, I wish I, wish I found my passion earlier. And I, I think it's so cool that you chased the passion from the beginning and you wound up here. Yeah. You know, and, and that sentiment is something that I hear quite often too. You know, I wish I started this earlier or uh, I wish I, I knew what I wanted to do sooner. Um, and I think also at the same time, it's important for us to remember that many of us are not really given the opportunity to explore our passions too much. Many of us, you know, go into the corporate world, um, even as, as I did as a, as a youngin. And so I think it's a beautiful thing, no matter where you are in life to just start exploring that. And um, I think it's really through that messy exploration that you start to really hone in on what you are passionate about. Absolutely. Well, that's amazing. And could you could you tell us a little bit more about what you're what you're currently doing? Um, obviously, you're involved in video production. You're involved in a lot of that stuff. But tell us a little bit more about what you're currently up to. Yeah, so I have two extensions to the business, one where we are producing videos for clients. So we help them to discover their stories and shoot and edit their videos and oftentimes helping them to launch. Um, I found that a lot of my clients who are wanting video content are typically launching a new course, a new program, something along those lines. So it's so fun to really like dig through my clients' life and kind of go through all their challenges, their victories, and to find those little breadcrumbs that we can piece together and turn into a marketing campaign that is not only story-driven, but very unique to them because it is their story. Their marketing and videos become a reflection of who they are, their passions, and where they want to go. Um, and then the other side of the business is the educational side. So I also have a group program and digital courses where I teach entrepreneurs how to use video, how to use storytelling, um, and ultimately how to grow their business through the power of video and storytelling. 
That's awesome. And through the power of video and storytelling, how often are you finding yourself, let's say coaching and training clientele or people on the power of social media video, for example, like short form or uh, even live streaming or even, you know, the, 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 the reels, the TikToks, the Facebook videos um, is all of that part of the process as well. Absolutely. And I think that um, especially with how the world is today, we have so many platforms, so many different types of technology, so many options, um, which can be really overwhelming, you know, especially if you're just stepping into this online space. And so part of the work that I do is really helping my clients to a overcome that initial fear and resistance of even being on video, which I totally understand, um, as well as helping them to map out a personalized strategy that's going to work for them. Because one common thing that I hear, uh, and you probably hear this too, you know, I don't like the way I look and sound on video, or I had no idea that I made so many funny faces when I talked. And, you know, that can really inhibit people from just going after it and just putting themselves out there. Um, so through this work, it's been really fun to kind of give people a, a loving kick in the butt to just, you know, get started and then help them to map out a strategy that uh, feels sustainable for them. Because ultimately, you know, I can tell somebody, yeah, go start a YouTube channel or go do some reels or start a TikTok channel. But unless that person themselves feels connected to the medium, to the marketing that they're creating, it's just not going to be sustainable. They're going to like pump out a few episodes and then be done with it. And so what's most important is that people can actually stick to it and create that consistency that is what actually builds your visibility. Wow. So I, I love this because it, it sounds like when a person is uncomfortable with the process of video, until they become either comfortable or at least competent in the experience, then they then they are now in a place where they will not burn out or or, or short short sell themselves, but they'll be in a place now where they can. I don't know. It's it almost sounds like a respect for the process, right? The the enjoyment of being involved in video and and hearing and seeing and being part of that processing. I don't know. I. I think of the word creator, right? And creators are those who create content. They create production. They create stuff. Most of people on social media are consumers. And, you know, there's the there's this fine line of, of understanding, well, am I a creator or am I a consumer? And both come with great con responsibilities, right? And so I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but that's that's what it feels and sounds like, which is great because everyone can do it. Um, it just takes a little bit of time and practice. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's um, it's easy for us to see how things are hard or things are challenging. Um, but if we were to take a step back, like we have this amazing technology that allows us to, you know, stream like this and connect with people literally on the other side of the planet. Like how amazing is that? You know, I remember back in the day when I started working in film, <laughs> not to date myself, but, you know, like this technology did not exist 
exist. And, you know, even just being able to stream live was available only to, you know, big companies like the Olympics. And now anybody can just like pull out their smartphone and start live streaming. So it's a wonderful place that, you know, where we are in, in civilization um, and in entrepreneurship to take advantage of that. You know, I think in order to be a creator, um, you're right. I think many of us kind of slip into that slippery slope of also just being more of a consumer. Um, but I think in order to be a creator, which any of us can do now is simply to create content in your unique voice with your unique stories and perspectives. Um, and ultimately that's what people are looking for. You know, people are not looking for this super polished, perfectly presented, you know, piece of content every single time. In fact, studies have shown that people are more likely to trust those that appear flawed, that appear more like them. Because on the other side of that avatar is just another human being, right? And we just want to connect with other people at the end of the day. I agree with that. And I'm so glad that my listeners get to hear this because, uh, again, there there is no perfect um, creation in, in what we do. And everything is unique. In fact, I mean, you can even take the podcast world and say, I was in a discussion with a bunch of entrepreneurs and I said, well, what kind of podcasts do you listen to? And, and what are the qualities of a good podcast? And all of a sudden they started saying all these things. And I said, okay, that's interesting. Out of all the things you said, 100% perfect sound production was not one of the things you said. You said entertainment, you said storytelling, you said all of these things. And that seems to be what you also consume on a visual basis, not just an audio basis. And I think that's so important for people to hear because it doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, we started this podcast in the basement of my buddy's house and uh, we hid in his um, coat closet, tried to find, you know, a, a huddled around a, a, a blue Yeti microphone, making sure that, you know, a pin would drop upstairs and be like, oh, I think the microphone picked that up. Like we were so scared. But then as we just got used to it, you probably hear the cars outside my window now. And it's, it's okay. It's okay. I love what you said because it's so encouraging to creators, but also just to people who want to get involved in something that's going to enhance their marketing experience and enhance their business experience, or even just their personal and personal branding. Um, and that's something that you definitely um, perpetuate at me. Thank you for encouraging my listeners, encouraging people to be okay with it not being perfect. Absolutely. Uh, I think even further to that, though, for certain people, um, they and I've noticed like in my world, a lot of creatives, a lot of coaches tend to be kind of the fly by the seat of their pants type people. You know, they don't want to or they tend to struggle with like sticking to a very regimented plan. Um, and I'm sure some of your listeners, you know, resonate with that, too. And we can kick ourselves, you know, in the butt about it and be like, oh, why can't I be more organized? Why can't I look more professional on video? And yet at the same time, what I've discovered is for people who actually naturally are kind of the fly by the sea of your pants type people, 
the types of videos that they put out when they are messy, when they are raw, when they don't plan and just pick up their phone and share that really heartfelt piece of inspiration, that's actually when they're most magnetic. So it's important for us to remember that our natural inclination and who we are innately already as people and your personality has a magnetic draw to your audience. So you don't always have to worry about, you know, presenting things a certain way, but rather think about how can you really highlight who you truly are in order to then grow your audience and your business. Wow. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I fall guilty of that too. I'm definitely a C by the pant C C by my, I don't know how to say that word. Uh, <laughs> I definitely wing it a lot of times, especially with my content creation. But when I do sit down, actually create a plan like this week, we're going to focus on this, or I'm going to start all my videos with a proper hook or with a proper marketing statement or something that's going to allow me to practice. And I've found that you know, sometimes I'll forget, sometimes I'll create something. And when I do these things, um, it, it's the fact that I've put out probably 200, 300 videos in the last two years. And because I've done that, I've just slowly gotten better. I've, I'm not perfect. I'm not great, but I've definitely worked on it. And I know that that's something that the average entrepreneur or the average business person would be like, I have to create 300 plus pieces of content to, to get good at this. And the answer is we all do. We all are working on it, but with the proper coaching, with the proper strategic placement, um, we can also fast track that a little bit and work on just the more and the important things and the other elements of, of visual um, content will come. And I, I love that you're so encouraging about this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important, you know, I, I mean, I think also because I I really understand when people are like, this is so hard. I know you don't understand. I really don't like the way I look on video. And I'm like, no, I know, like I spent my entire career behind the camera. So the first time that I had to step in front of the camera, um, it was not a cute look. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I've actually kept those old videos up on my blog, up on my YouTube channel, just because I want people to see that contrast and that evolution. You know, I had never once stepped in front of a camera. So for me, uh, I would freeze and I would just like literally blank out. And that was my biggest challenge. For some other people, they might find that, you know, I'm okay, but I just start to ramble and and like, you know, a few minutes later, I'm like, what am I even talking about anymore? So it's just important to remember to have grace with yourself. You know, we all start somewhere, but the more you do it, not only does it become easier, but I think you really start to give yourself grace and you notice the things about you that maybe, you know, we were hypercritical about in the beginning but ultimately don't matter. And the best case scenario is that you even start to embrace those little quirks as a part of who you are and as part of what makes you shine. As a, as a, I'm going to switch gears here. As a coach, what are some of your favorite tips and tricks to just quickly share with people like, hey, here's some things to consider when you first put a camera on and face it and uh, you're about to take video. What, what, what are some of the things you think are just keys to remember just the simplicities, but yet the musts of content and video. 
Yeah, I think, well, even before making the video itself, it's important to pause and kind of remember and consider where your audience is. Um, I've heard so many times from people who want to start with video, they're like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. But it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa are, is your audience actually on YouTube, you know, or are they more on Facebook? Is, is Facebook Live or Instagram a, a better kind of uh, platform for you? So I think that's important to to consider. Um, and in terms of like getting started with video, I don't know if this is necessarily the case for everyone, but I found that when I started using live video, because I was not available when I first started <laughs> online, but when I started doing live video, my camera presence and confidence grew exponentially in a short amount of time. I think it's because there's nothing like a little bit of pressure of somebody watching on the other side that almost just forces you to keep going instead of like internalizing every single mistake that we made wow. and then like stopping the, re the recording and then starting again. You know, when you're kind of uh, almost forced into the situation, your brain just kind of goes into a different place and you're like, okay, I I'm just going to keep going. And with that, I found that I got better a lot, a lot faster. So that could be a place where you start, you know, just going on live video, because here's the thing, especially with live video, people do not expect a perfect presentation. You know, it's built for engagement. So get on there, have fun, comments, you know, engage with your audience and, and don't take yourself so seriously. Thank you for sharing that. In the Circle of Knowledge podcast, we, we like to provide some knowledge that that maybe people didn't know and that was a great piece of knowledge but i wanted to open it up to you to um share with um, my audience if there was any particular things that you think that everyone should know or, or at least the simple things and and uh, i i know that you have so much knowledge that we could have five or six or seven different solo episodes on the experiences on the topics the the, the quirks and just so many things and nuances of what we do but um uh, for today, what's a, what's a nugget of knowledge you'd like to share with the audience today? Mm, that is a great question. And you are right. We could probably have like five different episodes <laughs> just on yeah, this. We'll, just have a, we'll have a whole series <laughs> segment, the month of anyway, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if this is necessarily short, um, like one piece of nugget, but I think it is a very important piece of information for anybody who is not only starting on video, but looking to really amplify their results with video or create more content or become more confident on video. Um, and it's this framework that I developed called the archetypes of video magnetism, because one of the biggest complaints I hear, like I said, is, you know, I don't like the way I look or sound. Um, creating all these videos is such a struggle. Like how much longer do I have to do this? And what I've learned is that when you use the right types of video that actually fit your personality, your business model, that makes content creation so much easier instead of kind of pigeonholing yourself into a certain type of video that you might think that you need to create. So in short, there's four different archetypes and I'll just run through them really quickly for your listeners. And um, maybe they can, as you're listening, 
uh, just pay attention to which one kind of resonates the most with you. Uh, because they're archetypes, we're going to be, you know, all four of them. We're humans, we're three-dimensional. And, um, but for the most part, you're probably going to have one that stands out for you the most. So just trust your gut, trust your intuition and go with that. So the first archetype is the lover and they're all about self-expression. They're all about creativity. So coaches that help their clients to step into their full expression, um, you know, even dancers, dance instructors, they're all going to be lover archetypes. And the beautiful thing about lovers is that they're kind of fly by the seat of their pants type people, you know, they don't like too much structure. And yet at the same time, that is actually their greatest strength when they don't go by too much structure and really trust that when they show up in their raw authentic form that's actually the most magnetic for their audience so uh video types for lovers can be live streams where you are just feeling that moment of inspiration you pick up your phone or you start that live stream and you just share from the heart um another type of video that's great for the lover is showing people a little bit about the behind the scenes of how you put things together, your creative process. Um, actually not having too much structure works in the lover's favor. So that might come as very good news for some people. The other archetype is the sovereign. So almost opposite to the lover, they're natural teachers, they're natural leaders. They help their audience to kind of make a decision, understand the lay of the land and create a plan to actually execute on that. So for sovereigns, they tend to love structure. They love the bullet points. They love sticking to the plan and to tell them to, you know, go impromptu off script is probably one of their worst nightmares come true. So for <laughs> sovereign archetypes, it actually really works in your favor to have that structure. You know, don't be so hard on yourself that like you can't come up with things on the spot, your gift is actually being able to guide your audience through that structure that you're so naturally strong with. So video types, even like um, webinars where you're giving a very specific structure over teaching things, um, or even blog videos where you have a very clear structure of, you know, teaching your audience three key points and a takeaway, that sort of thing really works to your favor because it's people that need that structure that's most drawn to the sovereign archetype. And the third archetype is the magician. So they are responsible for taking raw materials and energy and intuition and ideas and turning them into matter, turning them into beauty, into value, into lead magnets, into offers, into masterminds. So the magician is this unique archetype where their audience almost, they're wooed by how you're able to seemingly turn nothing into something. So businesses, um, also like coaches, I guess, or business coaches where they're helping, you know, their audience to create uh, a strategy or even event planners, food bloggers, anybody who's like turning raw materials into amazing experiences and uh, value in the world, that's a magician. So on the outside, 
magician audiences are like, wow, how the heck did they do that? <laughs> you know, I can't even like imagine how long that would take me. And so part of the magnetism of the magician is actually showing people your process, your behind the scenes, you know, so video styles like a time lapse where you're showing people, you know, your process from beginning to end, or even taking people behind the scenes is all great. Uh, video styles. And then finally, we have the warrior. So the warrior is all about standing up for what they believe, what they value, and they have this natural gift for rallying people behind a cause. They have this natural uh, kind of effervescent enthusiasm about that, about them that people are just drawn to. So a unique trait that the warrior has, because they have this natural gift for getting people excited, they can actually leverage their network and the people around them as part of kind of um, almost like in a way that you would leverage currency. So for warriors, they actually don't even need to do videos on their own. A great video style for a warrior is something like this, where you're doing interviews, where you're doing um, uh, inviting people from your network to allow them to speak and sharing, you know, with your audience how you're able to get all these people behind a common cause and sharing ideas. So. Those are the four archetypes. And within those, I'm, I find that people usually can kind of find themselves within one of those. And the beautiful thing is that oftentimes they hear, okay, wow, so that is what I'm naturally supposed to do. That takes so much pressure and stress off of me because I always thought that I had to do things a different way. Which of the four archetypes do you identify closest with? Uh, can you guess? <laughs> I, I want to say between sovereign and magician. Ooh, very good. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I consider myself a sovereign lover. So lover because I am also a creative with video and storytelling. Um, and when I'm shooting, I like to you know consider myself an artist. Um, but very much a sovereign. I'm very you know organized, almost meticulous to a fault. Um, and I love helping people to map out a plan, come up with a plan, implement the plan. So yeah, very good. <laughs> you got it. Based on our uh, very short interactions and how long we've known each other, uh, what would you what would you uh, archetype me as? Mm, uh, you know, I almost feel so. I do feel almost like you're a sovereign lover as well. But because you mentioned that you are kind of a fly by the seat of your pants type person, I would say you're a lover sovereign or perhaps a lover warrior. Thank you. Yeah. As I listened, and by the way, I'm like eating this up. I'm like, I want to know so much more. I want the masterclass on this topic. <laughs> this is so, so infatuating to me. And I love this stuff. I know that people as well generally want to know about qualities that they align with that, that are of their making and of, like you mentioned, archetypes. And I love this stuff. And I know that there's so much more to that. And as a coach, as someone who consults and helps people with their video and their video production and taking on, you, you probably take this philosophy and you probably work it in with a lot of your people and you're able to help them realize, understand, and see who they are in the process of video making and production. And I, I think that's a tool 
tool that's just invaluable beyond reason. I mean, we need this type of stuff and this type of knowledge so that we can understand ourselves as we build that confidence and that competence and the repetition that comes into it. And I am I am loving this, but I, I, I resonated with the lover sovereign and uh, the warrior was a little bit, but I was like, I still like, I, I play off that I'm very um, uh, off the cuff, but I do have my like planned structures and so forth, very meticulous and so forth. But I think that's great. That that was a really, really cool way to um, explain and teach and, and, and allow that. Um, I mean, what, if, 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 if my audience were to take anything that they learned today, what what's a what's an action or something that they could immediately begin to do to uh, start putting this knowledge into practice or putting this knowledge into their works? Yeah, so I think uh, a, a fun way to get started is maybe seeing you know which one of these archetypes that you most resonate with, and and start very simply by creating that type of video, right? So lover kind of raw impromptu live, a sovereign, something more mapped out and educational, a magician kind of behind the scenes showing people your process or a warrior and like getting out there and interviewing people. Usually within these kind of four different styles, it's going to allow you to get started without so much stress, you know, on your own shoulders, feeling like you need to create videos a certain way, or you need to create only this type of content, but rather, you know, just get out there and start because ultimately we all start somewhere and truly it's not about perfection. It's truly about just getting yourself out there and and doing that in a consistent way. So when you find the style that you resonate with, that's going to make that a whole lot easier. You're a wonderful teacher and a master of communication. I, I really appreciate the way you orate and teach and educate everybody. And I think that was an, a fantastic challenge to take action. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I wanted to add to, and I put it at the bottom of the screen here, but if uh, if you guys want to learn more, if you want to contact or even just follow Emmy Wu, go to emmywu.com. Um, you can also connect with her on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Media, and as well as the same on Instagram. And I'm looking forward to being a follower, being a um, we'll call it an archetype learning follower, one that's like eating up the content and so excited to learn more. But um, uh, what would you encourage my listeners to do if they were interested in learning more about you, to connect and to find out your processes, your ways, what would it be like to work with you or even just learn more about the media that you produce? Yeah, absolutely. So they can just go to my website, emmywoo.com, and they will actually find a free training and video series that takes even a deeper dive into the archetypes and even more of like the technical aspects of video and getting that whole video creation process started. Um, and yeah, I'm, you know, like you said, on Facebook and Instagram, you can DM me there. I'm, I'm always on the socials. So you know where to find me. So wonderful. Well, thank you. And one of the questions I guess I didn't ask you tonight, it, tonight, it, wherever you're listening in the world, I, I always try to be somewhere, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere, um, because most of the people listen to this as a replay on our podcast. Um, is is what about video today? Knowing where we're at now and where we're probably heading in the future, 
What about video today inspires you for the world of video for our future? Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. Know, very, very <laughs> That's a loaded big question. It is a loaded question, but I, I think I know because I mean, so even if you were, if I were to reflect on, you know, how much change has happened in the niche of video creation on social media and online marketing. It has changed so much in just like the last five years, right? Yeah. Um, and while that can be daunting and overwhelming, you know, the algorithm is always changing and like, you know, now we got to create shorts before it was like, make them long. Like, what the heck do I do? You know? Um, but I think instead of getting too wrapped up in like, you know, the algorithm and stuff like that, just know that those changes are always going to take place. But I think what's exciting is clearly the opportunities to connect with the world and to share your message in new and different ways using video is becoming more and more and more readily available. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if another five years from now we'll have like 3D holograms where, you know, that's a different type type of video that we can then even connect with our audiences even more. So I think it's really fun to think about that opportunity and what's in store for us in the future. I'm, I'm geeking out and inspired by what you've said. And I love that that's something that you look forward to as well. I, I, I'm inspired by that too. And I, I am a novice and yet the beginners of beginners in the, in the world of creating content and production and using a, I mean, this has always been my number one tool. Like, hey, put a phone in front of me and the camera's bought live. And that's been fun for me to learn that process. And I resonate with all the principles you've taught today. And I'm also just a student of your word. I think that you've hit so many important pieces to this puzzle on the head, that allowing us to recognize that, you know, anyone and everyone has the opportunity to learn and get comfortable and to find themselves in the production of media. I think that learning from people like Emmy who, who, who provides such confident, but yet encouraging counsel to us is, is something that can reassure our processes. Uh, I too feel excited about the future and what's coming in. Um, I can't wait till we live in a Star Wars world where holograms are showing up in our front door and it's grandma and she's just saying, hey guys, I just wanted to wish you a happy day. That stuff is the stuff I look forward to. And um, there's so much more out there, but thank you, Emmy, for your time and your knowledge and uh, any parting words you'd like to share with us. Aw, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, you're just a joy to connect with. Um, so I think parting thoughts, you know, just get out there. Just get out there. Just start. You know, we all have a smartphone. Um, it doesn't need to be perfect. And the beautiful thing is, I think once you get over that initial hump, I think that's the scariest part. And once you do it, you're like, ah, okay, that wasn't so bad. So just start and, um, and have fun with it. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Emmy, for joining me on the podcast. Uh, I think there's a few more podcasts in us that we can schedule an interview. I'd love to have you back. And um, it's been a delight learning from you. And thank you for taking the time to teach and encourage that. That really is something that I know my listeners will resonate with as well as those who catch this episode on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blast. 
You're welcome. Join us guys live on Friday mornings where the Circle of Knowledge podcast goes live on social media, YouTube, LinkedIn, all of the uh, fun social media channels. But catch us live if you want to catch our video content where we are literally in front of cameras. And if you would like to learn more about the Circle of Knowledge podcast, you can send me an email at john at mychampioncircle.com. That will take you to uh, an opportunity to connect with me, my team, and learn more about what we're doing on the uh, Champion Circle Edge, as well as in the podcast studio house. Um, with that being said, this has been an awesome, awesome episode of the Circle of Knowledge podcast with Emmy Wu. Get to know her. Go to her website, emmywu.com, and learn more about her or connect with her on social media. And with that being said, everybody, we'll see you next time on the Circle of Knowledge podcast. 